Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, we are joined with, by Misty Bradley, who is the chapter president, whatever, of Parents Legislative Action Committee, PLAC, PLAC, what, you know, <laughs> you are the big person of it. Yes, the top dog. So um, we are so glad you joined us. Tell us a little bit Thanks about so how me. you got involved with PLAC. Well, um, it, it was it was the teacher walkouts in 2018. Um, it was it just raised the consciousness of most Oklahomans uh, what was really going on with public education. I had very young kids. I have three kids in school. One is a junior um, of a seventh grader and a second grader. And so I they're spread out there. I understand the issues kind of at, at all, all levels. levels. Yeah. Um, at the time, my kids were young and I knew we had, you know, a long time left. I still do with a second grader. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I came from a small town and our the 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 public school was the heart of the community. It was the heartbeat. They were the our teachers were the same people teaching us in Sunday school. They were the people we ran into in the grocery store. The people we were sitting with the, in the in the bleachers um, at the high school football games. You know, and we lived life together. And so I understand how important public schools are to the entire life of the community. It truly is what is great about America. And um, so I had such a affinity. And respect for teachers. My parents raised me to respect our teachers. And I understood how much they shaped my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so I became really passionate about teachers. But I also cared about my kids, mm -hmm. right? And I cared about other kids. And I started getting a little afraid and understanding, well, you know, my husband and I, we have means if, if things really continue to crumble here, we, we're going to make something happen for our kids. Mm -hmm. But I know Oklahoma. We're not a super wealthy state. We are, we have a lot of issues, and there are a lot of parents who are not going to be able to take care of their kids the way that I could. And then it really started to concern me for other people's kids too. You know, like mm -hmm. just really understand that if we have a public education system that is in complete disarray, what's going to happen to all these kids and these families and our society? I mean, this is the basic building block yeah. of our society, right? So it's kind of scary to think of a world without public education. And it's a lit a fire under me that just um, hasn't quit raging. That's yes. So as parents, you know, I think we talk about a lot about like parents and public schools, you know, and so how, what are some like efforts of plaque for, you know, raising awareness about issues and supporting public schools? So Parent Legislative Action Committee, there have been several chapters across the state uh, before the teacher walkout. And what happened is all these parents started talking to each other and all these forums and things online. And we started to understand the work of PLAC, which is literally, it started in Jinx. A superintendent mm -hmm. there was coming and speaking to legislators. And they were like, ah, we know what you want because you're an educator, but what do parents want? And he was like, well, let me tell you. And so he grabbed parents and started coming to the Capitol with parents. And so that's how it began. And it grew from there. Um, like I said, that kind of wildfire caught with the teacher walkout. They spread across the state. And that December, um, the next December, was it 20? No, it was that December in 2018. Um, we uh, kind of these chapters that had, excuse me, 
<clears throat> these chapters that had formed came together and in Stroud, Oklahoma, we met from across the state in the middle point and said, what can we do to make a bigger impact? And so we decided to create a state umbrella and we just educate and equip parents about the issues, things that are happening at the the Capitol that most parents don't have the time to keep up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, we barely have the time to keep up with. It moves so fast. It's kind of sneaky sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of underhanded sometimes. (laughs) You know, you have to keep your finger on the pulse of it in order to make sure that we, the people, really are getting a chance to be a part of that legislative process. And so we really try to help parents understand the legislation that is going to affect their kids and their communities. And it, it really, this is bigger than just parents because every single person in Oklahoma is a stakeholder in public education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't even express enough how much I think public education affects every single one of us. And I know you believe that too. So you've been a, Plaque has done an amazing job being involved with legislation and our legislators at the Capitol. And it's messy. It's messy. It's messy. Let's just say it that way. And, you know, you may have a great idea and a great bill, but that bill's not going to get heard because my bill didn't get heard. And that makes the messiness of it. And we, and we don't get a lot of things accomplished sometimes. What is your focus now? What I know you guys have kind of also shifted into elections as well. You know, we we can't have nice things unless we get the right people elected. Absolutely. Um that's that's the big thing, you know, is you talk about that messiness. There's so many games being mm-hmm. played at the Capitol. Uh it's 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 quite sad that a lot of people who go there with really good intentions mm-hmm. get sucked into the political play that's happening. Um but what we have to do is elect people at the at the ballot box that have a strong true north that are going to stand up and fight this mm-hmm. partisan divide, the the, pol- the politics, and do what's best for everyday Oklahomans. Uh, and and we've just got to elect the right people. And so we know that when session is in. Uh, and in before and out of it, we are focusing on the issues. We are doing everything we can to talk about what's in front of our legislators to vote on. We're trying to influence, uh, you know, legislation that we think, you know, maybe could be better. Or uh, we work hand in hand with our districts. You know, we're not out there trying to say we're parents that just think we know best. We realize that educators and people who are in the trenches really are the experts. And so we're not going rogue. We're really trying to um, be partners with our school districts and understand that every school district is different. You know, what Edmund uh, PLAC may be uh, really advocating for might be different than what you know, green country in yeah. in Muskogee, Oklahoma is yeah. is looking for. So I think that we have to make sure that we are, that doesn't mean we're always going to agree uh, 100% with what our school districts are doing. And that's why we have these really strong relationships to work these things out and to talk about them and to be able to be partners. We cannot be adversaries and move the ball down the field in a way that is going to make a difference on the scoreboard, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we have to work hand in hand. So and so how many staff? I mean, do you have staff at all you, to help you? <laughs> like a building? We have no building. <laughs> um, it's funny that you ask that. Everyone thinks there's this, you know, 
I'm not saying everyone. We have, there's certain little pockets of people that like to say we have a lot of dark money behind us or that we are the evil arm of OEA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have so many arms. It's so funny um, because like literally um, we are always saying, okay, who wants to chip in to get donuts to take to the Capitol this week? Yeah. Or um, which, you know, okay, this PLAC, you're going to, you know, grab lunch for your, your legislators and this one's going to grab. There's literally... You know, there's nothing running this engine except for really passionate parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have, um, we've start, we have realized that in order to make a bigger impact, we've got to, we've got to up our game. So we're, we're looking for grants and things of people who are like minded that believe in public education that can help us, you know, move the needle. But, we're we're not some nefarious organization. <laughs> no staff. Just. No staff. Um, we're all just we're volunteers, and almost all of us have jobs. And so it's happening in the fringe hours, or late at night, or we in the morning, or um, over our lunch hours. We're taking a Zoom call so we can try to figure out what's best for next. You know, I love how you said that. It's it's parents working in partnership with the schools and. There is so much, let's just call it noise, that's happening right now. And um, whether it's manufactured culture wars, it's yeah. just a lot of noise. And it's almost like in order to make change, you have to be parents that are against their schools instead of working in partnership with their schools like you guys are doing. You know, I just, I, I, my mom has always said, you know, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's true. I mean, if I, if I come to you and I have an issue and I come to you in a spirit of trying to find an answer and a solution and how can we get to a good middle ground, I'm going to get so much farther than if I drag Mm -hmm. you and your name through the mud and I'm working to take you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, we have, as we lead up to the election, one of our focuses is, you know, we actually don't have great voter turnout in our state. And so I know some of the works that the local PLACs are focused on educating parents on absentee and, um, you know, registering. We we need more people registered. So we need more people registered. Yeah. It's really sad. I think um I don't want to quote numbers because I can't remember the exact one. Four three two one. But it's in it's to me it's abominable. Uh our our voter turnout. Yeah. I mean, I do wish we would get back to feeling like this is our civic patriotic duty. Um I think people are so disengaged and disenfranchised and um really feel like their votes don't matter mm-hmm. and and a lot of that is that culture war and that political rhetoric that we've mm-hmm. seen and um, that demonizing of the other side instead of realizing that people are nuanced and that they they no one can ascribe to a list of beliefs it, and that's really weird if you can right <laughs> um I think that what we have to do is really encourage our neighbors and, and mm-hmm. we have to have some positive peer pressure right now mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. we've got to say your vote matters. Your voice matters. It matters to me. It matters to my kids. It matters to our grandkids. It matters to your family. It matters to the teacher that lives next door to us. It matters to the, the senior who is, is going to be taken care of by kids who went through public schools, mm-hmm. you know, like right. we want, we want 
we want solid citizens to build this this society. Absolutely. And so I think the work that we're really trying to do is to say, hey, this is an easy way to get registered. Here's how to do it. And here's here's why someone might need an absentee ballot. I mean, we had a, a wild uh, little blip that happened this week that was like, why would uh, Oklahoma Ed need a, an absentee ballot? And we're like, why would, why would we want to take anyone's opportunity to legally vote away from them? Like, why wouldn't we give everyone every opportunity yeah. to vote? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's, um, that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're, the conversations that we're trying to have is no, by law, you can you can submit an absentee ballot, yeah. and this is the way to do it. Not everyone has the same opportunity in the day that you do. Mm-hmm. So what so. are you guys doing to kind of help promote voter registration, get to the polls? What do you, what do you have going on? Yeah, a, a lot of it is just talk in front of people in the sense of on social, in person, um, showing up to events where we can take voter registration packets, where we can take forms. We actually have a youth voter registration um, packet that is online at okplac.org. So you can find that there. And we have resources there. Um, we've been going to um, events and helping people get signed up and and then just letting people know, educating them about, hey, these are the dates. You want to be registered by this date. You want to fill out your absentee ballot by this date. Here's when early voting is. You know, a lot of people don't know that they can go and vote early in person. So um, just that kind of education. Awesome. And I would really, I, if you have not been to your social media account for plaque, you all do an incredible job of just, you. you know, making sure that people understand the issues in a way that they can easily digest it. And, you know, you guys have even like asked candidates questions and you put that on your social media. I've, I've seen that. So, yes, we always ask, we always send out a questionnaire to candidates. Um, every candidate that is running, not everyone responds and we post what is response? What are the responses are? We do not edit them or anything. They go directly on there as they are have as they have been responded to us. Um, you know, I think it's really important for people to hear from the candidates about the issues that really are important to public education. We hear things get twisted a lot. Things can sound yeah. really pretty um, uh, in a certain way, or they can be passionate because they like to hit those little buttons that they know are going to make people think a certain way. Um, and we just believe in getting to the heart of the matter and let's set, let's lay it side by side. We're a nonpartisan group. Uh, we have Republicans, independents, Democrats, people who probably, we probably have people who we need to peer pressure into voting in our group. I mean, honestly, yeah. we have concerned parents and they are all kinds of parents from all walks of life mm-hmm. um, because that is what our society is, mm-hmm. right? And so I think we're a good representation of, of what public schools really look like. And, um, and so we make sure we stick to the issues and and not not the politics. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to hear from you. Thanks for having me. Wow, Ellen. You know, listening to Misty and and what our parents are doing to become activated. Um, here at OEA, we have three street three strategic focus areas. Um, one is to make sure that our educators, teachers, support professionals have competitive pay. The second one is to make sure that 
we're teaching the whole child. And that means making sure they have the services and the supports that they need. And when I've been out and about talking with educators, one of the things I keep hearing is we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. We have a t- we're in a shortage, yes. Um, but what's happening is then because we don't have enough, we're not our students aren't getting the services that they need and they deserve. But our third area of focus is on elections and legislation. None of this can happen unless we get the right people elected. The legislation can't happen unless we get the right people elected. Absolutely. And and it's just a critical focus um, over the next definitely, what is it, 60 days? Yeah, I've lost and track of days. I know I have too. But, I had um, a counter. But, but we are fortunate to have Tyler Outlaw join us today to really help us focus on what is OEA doing around getting out the vote? Yeah, what do we need to do? Uh, Lay it out. That's a great question. <laughs> Lay it out. I want a three-point plan. So, so first, I just want to say thank you for, for having me on, for the opportunity to talk to you today. Um, I think, as Catherine alluded to in the introduction, every decision that's made about our, our teachers' classrooms um, is made by an elected official, whether that's a school board uh, member, whether that's uh, the legislature or a member of the executive branch, um, these elections have consequences and we really need to be doing everything we can um, to turn out pro-public education voters. And uh, part of that is making sure that one, um, our allies are registered to vote and and two, and maybe even more importantly, making sure those people who are registered to vote have a plan to vote come November. Yeah. So I think that's the that's our that's our task right now in these mm-hmm. sixty days that we have um, coming up, and uh, the the process is not as easy as you would want it to be uh, sometimes. So um, if you're a if you're a new voter who's who's never been registered to vote before, um, I would encourage you that this is the time uh, mm-hmm. to make that uh, important step because, like I said these decisions that are going to be made over the next two years in our classrooms um, hinge on, on, on this, on this election. And so to register to vote, if that's step one, where, where do people register to vote and how much time do we have? That's a great question. So the process um, for a new voter is one, you need to fill out, you can go on the um, election board, state election board website, and they either have a PDF like wizard, you can fill out all your information and then print it off, or you can print off a blank copy and just write it, uh, it pen and paper, yeah. yeah. And so that piece of paper has to get back to the county election board where you vote in, or the state election board. So um, you can either hand deliver that, or uh, you can mail it. And you can also take it to any tag agency around you that gives I, that issues IDs, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll mail it free of charge. So, and can you get a voter registration at a tag agency too? I, I, I would think I would, so. I would imagine you would be I think able to. When they ask you, do you want to register to vote, mm-hmm. or they're supposed to? They're supposed to. And but I've always been registered, so I've never known. But. It's one of those things that uh, a lot of us have been registered for a long time and we forget that yeah. process. So it, it's, it's, it's a podcast like this or doing some research uh, that kind of lets the people know who haven't been yeah. registered before. And we have voter registration forms here at the OEA headquarters at 323 East Madison Street. That uh, And I know 
all of us as governance and staff, we keep voter registrations on us that um, get people registered. Yeah. So if you uh, if you have members in your local or if you have people in your circles who um, don't know much about the process or want to get started on that process, reaching out to your OEA staff members is a great. But it doesn't do a hill of beans if we get a lot of people registered if they don't go vote. Yeah. So what are we going to do? So just on, um, before we get to what we're going to do, I want to talk about, uh, Oh, see, I was jumping ahead. on That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I want to talk about what happens if you're, maybe you moved, maybe mm-hmm. you move oh, districts yeah. and you have a new, and you're, you're a new, yeah. uh, address. So if you're changing your address with the, um, with the state, you have two options. If you're within the county, if you didn't move counties, you can just go online and do it there. As long as you stay in the same county, changing your address within the county, you can do all online. Which just is Google voter portal. Yep. It'll and you go to the state election board. They have a uh, a service that you click through. Tell them your old address. Make sure that it's you, and then tell them your new address, and that all changes. But if you're moving to a different county, you're going to have to. Um, do the paper process yeah. just like you did when you're when you were a new voter. So that's um, that's that's difficult, yeah. but it's something that people need to know. And like you said, I mean, it's it's now we're at yeah. to start doing that now. Yeah. It seems like a long time, and, but it's and not. when's the last day they can do that? The last day to register to vote is October fourteenth. Okay. So if you're not, does it have to be in by then? I'm going to ask you a tricky question. Do you know the answer? Does yeah, it, have to it be does. In to them i believe that it has to be to them by october 14th or you will not be able to vote uh, in the general on november 8th okay good to know so and then college kids sure so that's another area where uh, we feel like as an organization we want to make sure that our um, college kids college members but also just the the population as a whole we want to make sure they know how to vote so if they're registered to vote already where they grew up um, they can do something called an absentee uh, ballot. And absentee, absentee ballots, the, the important thing to know is anyone can use an absentee ballot. You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to give a reason. Uh, you can use an absentee ballot. And the way that works is you need to request an absentee ballot from your county election board. You can do it. I believe you can do it on the website as well. And you have to have yes, those. You can. You have to have those requested uh, by October 24th, which is a Monday at 5 p.m. So if you don't have your absentee ballot requested by then, they're not going to send it to you. And you're going to have to drive if you want to vote uh, to your polling place. And so. And you could even like go on there on the website and you can like click one button and say, I want absentee for all of my elections. And so you don't even have to worry about it. And then it pops up in your mailbox mm-hmm. and you have a ballot. Yeah. And I've never um, I personally. I do that. I like to like <laughs> click them. <laughs> Personally, I've never voted absentee, but it it's a it's a great option yeah. for people yeah. who don't want to make that trip back to their um, their polling place. So if you have that absentee ballot, you have to have it sent in. If you're mailing it in, it has to be received by the county election board the day before the election. So 7 p.m. the day before the election. If you're gonna hand if you're going to mail it in, they have to receive it on election day by 7 p.m. Mm, yeah. So if you're gonna absentee vote, the days to remember, uh, you have to request it by 5 p.m. October 24th, and you have to either hand it in the day before or have it mailed in, they have to receive it by 7 p.m. on election day. And I remember Andy Moore a couple of weeks ago told us, if you even if you request an absentee ballot, you can still go vote mm-hmm. in person. 
don't take your ballot. What do you say? Leave it on the refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> leave it on the refrigerator. Don't take it with you. You'll have to sign an affidavit that says, no, I didn't mail in my absentee ballot. And But you can, then you can just physically vote too as well. So cover all your bases. And yeah. I was going to also just talk about a little bit about, you know, one of the reasons you may want to do absentee or early vote is because the lines are pretty long. I, I will say my my husband works long hours and he got off at 6 p.m. on primary and was in line for 45 minutes wow. to vote. And so I this at the runoff, we actually went to early voting at our county election board. And um, so and I think there's more days now for early voting. How does that kind of work? So early voting, I think, is by county. You should be able to go to your county election board and vote the weekend before the election. I think it's Friday and Saturday. Um, I don't think it's Sunday. Uh, but Friday, definitely Friday and Saturday, you can go and vote. Oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, Sorry. so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They added Wednesday this year. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, so that's like a big one. So I really, like in, you know, if you have the opportunity, that's a really easy way to I know go for vote. us, it's right down the street. It's yes. down Lincoln. And so if you drive down Lincoln, you go, ooh, it is busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like the most traditional voter in the world. Yeah, I, I, like, to, I like to go and stand in line. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and talk to my um, my volunteers that, that work the polling places, and they're so nice. And I always ask them, how many people? Have you had a big crowd? What are you? And they're like, <laughs> Stop I like to be. To me. <laughs> I like to be one of the first people in line at seven a.m. because you're surrounded by people who care about these things. Yeah. And so even while you're yeah. waiting that last five minutes before yeah. they open, you can have good conversations. And I think yeah. lots of teachers are like that too. Like yeah. we just add it to our our day. Like yeah. we have to be at school by this time. Yeah. We have maybe we have a meeting that morning. Yeah. We just want to get this taken care of. Yeah. And another thing is showing the kids that you're engaged. Wearing that <sighs> I vote sticker at school Absolutely. felt like the most powerful thing mm -hmm. that I could do for my. I taught uh, history, and so we talk about these things a lot yeah. and why it's important we touch on civics and that's just you know modeling that's that's what we do i know some people think i'm kind of silly but i i actually know on voting days what um jacket if i wore it mm. what sticker sticks best to fabric <laughs> so i don't lose my sticker uh. and i know what side to put it on so my seatbelt doesn't rip it off because i I'm proud of my sticker <laughs> and I want people to see that. But Ellen, I know that you have stickers that said I vote absentee. Yes. So, so if you have, if you vote absentee and you feel left out, yeah. I will notarize your ballot <laughs> and you will get a sticker. So, um, so, so back since we can go back to Catherine's question really about getting the vote out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to mine. Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's really on, on us to make sure that we are making those connections with the people that we have those relationships with. And so I think back to when I was in the classroom, which was not too long ago, um, something that I would do very often is, is talk to my colleagues and, and not in a partisan manner. Like yeah. it, it's, it's not voting one way or the, it's voting for pro public education. Yeah. I don't care what party that is. So talking to your colleagues at your school and making sure one, they're registered to vote. That's the first step. And if they're not, get on it now. Mm. And then the second step is to make sure that they have a plan to vote either early voting, apparently Wednesday through Saturday, <laughs> uh, absentee, or on election day, like it seems like most of us like to do. So having those conversations with colleagues, but it doesn't have to be just colleagues in your school. You have um, a circle of, of, of friends mm -hmm. outside, a circle of contacts outside of maybe your uh, professional 
environment that those are the people you talk to. And it may not seem like it's as important. Every, every election is important, but every election is important if yeah. you're a classroom teacher. Absolutely. Those, those decisions that are made are made by every elected official that, are, that, that we find on our ballot. And it's on us yeah. to go out there and, and yeah. try and make those, those voters participate. And I, I just want to implore all of our educators to understand that their voice is trusted and our citizens across the state want to know what we think. And we shouldn't be shy about saying who we support and why we support them. And here are the reasons that, that are very important to me. Public education is very important to me. And I know in order to make sure that we have competitive pay, we're able to have services for our kids, we need to elect these certain candidates. We have to use our voice. We have a very powerful voice and it's a very trusted voice and we have to start using it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that it doesn't go to, that's having conversations with parents. Yeah. That's having conversations with community members and community leaders. And people trust what teachers have yeah. to say. Yeah. It might not feel like it always, yeah. but the public polling shows that yeah. we are trusted when it comes to matters, especially that relate to kids and in our mm -hmm. classrooms. So I would encourage everybody to, to kind of own that power mm -hmm. and use it for good for over the next 60 days. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us today. We really appreciate your perspective and breaking it down for us. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. Ooh, Ellen, this has been a ooh, busy week, fun week, busy week. Um, had the opportunity where uh, Vice President Carrie Elledge and I are back out on the road again, and we're hitting the west side of the state, which includes the Oklahoma City Metro. So we were doing visits in, in the metro area and had the opportunity to visit with um, educators in Edmond and then in Cricket Oak. And it was such an interesting time because we want to do three things when we go there. We want to lean in, mm -hmm. listen, and we want to learn from them. And um, their voices are so powerful and so important, but a lot of fear, anxiety. They are also stretched mm -hmm. beyond belief. Um, the the shortage is real. And I'm going to stop saying teacher shortage because it's not just teachers, it's support professionals. Um, but the impact that it's making on their kids, and they're not getting it. And so it's, it, it was, it's so important to listen to that. But then it's also so important to say, we've got a way to make it different. Yep. And here's what we're going to do. And um, it's nice to be able to talk and say, your voice is trusted. You have a trusted voice. You need to be out. Just like we talked today with Misty and Tyler to make sure that as educators that, that our voice is heard. We share what we know and with everybody that will listen to us. And that without people hearing your story... Yeah. Where yeah. are they getting a perspective from? Yeah. You know, and I think so many times it's just in my work as being an OKCPS parent, I always have to go into legislator's office and start with, I'm a parent of two OKCPS students. Yeah. 
and tell my story of being a parent because so many times people don't understand the perspective from someone who's within that district. And so I think teachers sometimes forget that by starting their story with, I'm an Edmund teacher or I'm a yeah. Crooked Oak teacher and here's what's happening in my classroom, yeah. that's, again, that's not political. That is making sure that people understand the reality of what's happening. Yeah. And that story includes celebrations, mm -hmm. what's going great. Yes. All the all the great things that are happening in our classrooms and our schools and our communities. And then what are our challenges? Mm -hmm. I think we have to be very vulnerable and talk about those. And it's not coming from a place of griping. It's coming from a place of concern that we know we can do better and we need better and we need more. And because it is about our kids Absolutely. at the end of the day, it is about their future and their future starts today and it has to start today. Oh, I am so glad you're having those conversations, <laughs> I you know? Love it. Love well, it. thank you, um, Misty and Tyler for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcasts at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.